Welcome. This is If you are the host, please enter your PIN. Thank you. There is one host and two participants in this conference. Please announce yourself. Okay, I'm back. This is Mike. Okay, you're back. Great, great. I'm back and I'm front. Everything else here. Mike, can you hear me? I can hear you, yes. Madison Goldenberg. So, Kat, if I, uh, I'm going to just, uh, when I come to this point, I'll just uh, see if I can unmute you, and then we should be fine. If not, just everybody do your self favor. Mute your phones if, when necessary. Make sure to unmute if you got any questions for today, and we appreciate your being here. Thanks so much. So yes, guys, uh, we got some people on the call. We got great turnout so far. Good, good, good. Welcome to everybody on this call today. Good, good numbers of people. Hello. Yeah. Welcome, welcome. Is that an Oscar voice in the background there? Yeah, I don't know if that's Oscar or not. Okay, great. That's Oscar. That's me, Jorge. Jorge. Okay, even better, Jorge. Even better. How you doing, sir? Hey, great. How you doing? Good, sir. Great, great. Hey, guys, welcome to the call. We're going to get started in about a minute here, so um, thank you for being in attendance today. Keep in mind, if you all have any questions, uh, we're going to try to keep this tight between 20 to 30 minutes. Uh, you know, hopefully with including some Q&A, we got to be, uh, I got a training call myself at 1 o'clock, so um just do whatever you got to do to get some questions in. We'll get them answered for you. And I uh, hope you're going to have some great thoughts today. You're going to walk away with some great information from Cap Martin, maybe a little bit from myself. I might share some ideas with you, but uh, we're going to really get this going for you guys today. And this is a very powerful call, guys. I'm glad all of you guys are here today because this is something uh, at any level in your business, whether you're in sales, you're in a listing agent, you're a buyer's agent, you're a showing agent, um, this is a really, really important training that we're going to be doing today <clears throat> because, you know, in closing, uh, between Kat and I, we probably closed, I don't know, five or 10,000 deals. I don't know how many she's closed, but... But she's probably she's probably up there with me and somewhere beyond my number of of over five grand in numbers of closings, and with a good portion of those um, being on the sales side, on the you know working with buyers, not personally directly. Yes, I did in my early years, but uh, but over the years in working with my teams when we were doing a couple hundred units a month and. Uh, that was even be- that was before just the heyday started kicking off in the early 2000s. But then after that, it's still this model that we're going to talk about today, and some of the ideas we're going to share with you are just really, really valuable. So um, I'm glad we got everybody on the call today. Like I said, if you're on here, and uh, rather than me muting out my side unless it gets really crazy, I'm going to let you guys do that take that responsibility, just mute your phones. As I said, uh, uh, come back in if you have a a question or anything. Uh, Keep your mind open. I hope you walk away at least with one nugget that will change the trajectory of your business today. And I want to welcome you guys to the call. So I want to get this kicked off here. Cat, just click 1202 on my computer here. And... um, I want to welcome everybody to today's group call. This is Coach Mike Husson here in uh, South Florida. It got cold today, dropped down to 88 today. So it's really a chilling experience that we're having uh, down here. But uh, Kat is also down here. She's kind of down the street from me uh, and working. And I want to welcome everybody to today's call because this is, as I said, as I was chattering a second ago, for those who are just coming on, this is a very, very important call. And I got one of the finest individuals that I've worked with, gosh, Kat, what is it, over 20 years we've known each other and worked together in some sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's been quite a long time, and uh, she's really helped me in a lot of ways. And uh, you know, one from a leadership perspective uh, of, of you know, when you when you're around people who pull you up, uh, that's really where you want to be. And Kat has done that for me uh, in many many ways. And she, when we worked together in the lending business, I was doing both real estate and lending, but she was primarily on the lending side. And I really got a lot from her: her energy, her enthusiasm, but but equally as important is her knowledge about this business and uh, framing that uh, is is in, in who you hang out with uh, you tend to get smarter because of them and I want to say thanks to her for that and today you guys are going to walk away uh, God willing with some great ideas and you're going to be much smarter today than when you started here um, minimally to make a change in something or get a nugget that's going to help change what you do and uh, I hope on these calls that we can make that happen and uh, so um, without further ado I'm going to just quickly um, give you guys a brief background about Kat and uh and she's the licensed mortgage broker for over 32 years which is fantastic she has experience from hard money lending subprime lending uh what they call alt a which is alternative a financing this is kind of portfolio type lending very very powerful type of lending conventional financing uh your your traditionals fha va um now there's no uh, non uh, qualifying mortgages now Nowadays, they come back into the light. Uh, they still they do have restrictions, but they're very very powerful. And with her out of the box thinking, uh, divorces, uh, she reviews the mandatory disclosures, giving us a timeline of when is it, it the ability to refinance or when's a great time to to be a uh, to be a, a, a purchase. Um, she became uh, soon to be ex-spouse of off the mortgage after the divorce. She is also a guideline to assist in keeping the credit as good as possible uh, through divorces and giving her attorney's assessments, letters after talking to borrowers. She really encourages and works closely with her borrowers to make sure that they, if they are not able to do something now, that they're going to be able to do something in the future, which is good for all of us simply because it enables us to work with clients that potentially, if we can't get them now, and she helps do that process. She also works in the probate area, which is a very important area uh, for knowledge, and this is great knowledge to have as an agent. Uh, when one party wants to keep the property and the other one has to buy the others, uh, she gives timelines when they can buy uh, them out of the probate and make that happen. She is a member of the Fort Lauderdale Rotary. I think Gail, one of my clients up in Destin, is a very big lead in that as well. But the Rotary Guys is a great place, chairing the Fort Lauderdale Pirate Fest, and if you guys haven't been to the Pirate Fest, you got to go. If not, you got to fly down here if you don't live here to come to it because it's really a unique type of an event in raising funds, which is cool for scholarships and local community projects, literacy committee, membership committee, co-chair for the installation dinners as part of the Rotary, and she's proud a trustee of Riverwalk and a member of the uh, 211 of Broward County, which is a gateway for over 800 nonprofits in the community, uh, for the community, which is very cool. Uh, she is a proud mom of her 21-year-old son. She's raised him by taking, uh, talking to him in meetings, uh, taking him to meetings and closings and working with her in her office, sometimes at home. And, uh, he's now such a young age. He's got, he's got uh, excellent customer service skills and sales skills, which is very important at a young age. And I think I'm going to put them together with my grandson, who's now going on eight soon enough, and we're going to see if they can do a closing fest on how to make deals happen. So um, with that being said, Cat Guys is a great, great person, and what I'm going to do is let her take the lead. She's going to talk about a diff couple of different areas. Um, some are important for you guys who are here in Florida, and it might be applicable in your states. I don't know 
where you might be calling from, but these ideas, no matter what, um, just so you understand, Kat can help you in most states in the country. She does most of her business down here in Florida, but she's able to connect you with some great people and be that backbone and those second pair of eyes for you when you're working with somebody else in another part of the country. And, and I know her. She's open to talking to you, even if she can't do anything with you, but that's the way she is. She's nothing but service and, and a great person. So, Kat, I'm going to throw this to you, and I want you to take the lead on this call and let's share some ideas. And then when you're finished, you and I are going to do a, a couple of quick uh, discussions uh, wrapped around some of these thoughts on transitioning the buyers that we're talking with to an actual opportunity to um, to really go out there and, and transfer that client to you as the loan officer. So, Kat, it's all yours. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate that. Guys, um, I've, I've got my, my, my talking points, and I, I, each talking point we can go into a 30-minute conversation for the what if. So we'll, I'm going to try to keep my talking points very brief, and if you want to unmute and you have a question about that specific talking point, um, then just go ahead and unmute because mortgages these days, yeah, they're more complex than before. It's, you need more than a pulse in order to get a mortgage. Um, so the first thing is when, when one of you, a realtor, gets a buyer, um, you ask them if they're pre-approved. Um, if they say they're pre-qualified, pre sorry, um, don't accept that. Um, a pre-qualification means somebody had a discussion with somebody at probably like Quicken and they're not pre-approved. Pre-approved is validating the documents. So when you speak to the buyer and they say they're pre-approved, you as a realtor need to make sure, um, can I speak to your loan officer, your loan rep, your mortgage broker? I want to validate. Do they have a DU? Do they have an LP? There's a big difference between DU and LP, but that's a whole different area of conversation. Um, you want to verify, you want your mortgage person of choice to verify the income via pay stubs. So when you run a DU, you can maybe only have a W-2 or a pay stub. So you as realtors, I know, want to ask certain questions of income docs, but Mike and I, at the end of the, um, the conversation, we're kind of going to do a transitional of things to ask. Um, also, if, if they have a pre-approval from the preferred lender, um, I personally keep up with realtors and what properties they're looking for. Um, for instance, I had a client that was pre-approved two days ago. They gave me the property. My job is to validate the property taxes. Well, the property taxes were $400 more than what was estimated because it was an investment-owned property. So these days, a lot of realtors don't know this, but these days we have to pre-approve the buyer based on current taxes, not before where we could base it on estimated taxes. So things like that, when, you, when you're working with a loan officer, you need to make sure that they validate the right thing. I had a client that the deal was killed from a buyer of my my, my, my friend was selling a property and buying another one. The buyer of her property, the deal died because the mortgage broker said it wasn't his job to validate taxes. So the deal died two weeks into it. Um, so some buyers are selling their house that lived in it for a long time. Um, a couple of months ago, I was given a referral to a couple, went to their property, and their payment was $1,200 a month. I knew the balance of the mortgage, just common sense. There, wasn't, there was no way taxes and insurance were involved. So I made them, I forced them to give me a copy of their coupon. Well, it was a loan modification, and they couldn't afford double the price. So we talked about how long they lived there, and I talked about affording the taxes. So I got them into my county appraiser's office, and they could port their taxes to where their payment would be very affordable. And the realtor didn't even know who got the listing. And then they're selling of what I did of how I got the deal done. She said she was surprised it didn't drop through. So you want to you wanna find out if you're listing the property, how long they've lived there, and the possibility of porting taxes so they can pop, you know, try to get the price point that they want or the upgrade of bedrooms or even the downgrade and even having lower taxes. So – also, um, you also want to make sure about, and I don't know in other areas of country, I just have to talk about my area. Um, in my area, condos are not approved FHA anymore. There's no such thing as a spot approval anymore. 
Um, I know Freddie Mac at some point this year wants to make a statement um, for condos and wants to really take over the condo market. Hasn't happened yet, waiting for it to happen. So when you're looking at properties, um, at least for my local area or and you know your area, if a person needs an FHA mortgage, you cannot do a condo association. You have to do a homeowners association. So you have many villas in my area um, and townhomes that are a HOA and not a condo, and they can still go in at three or three and a half percent down. Um, also, when it comes to to asking qualification questions on, on the buyers, the guidelines are becoming easier, and they do change, I'm, I'm telling you, all the time. And, and back when Mike and I worked together, I knew everything. <laughs> and it's, um, now I feel like I know nothing because I have to read guidelines every day because they get changes. And I have to keep up with um, doing what's right for my buyers and doing what's right for the realtors. So I do pay attention to that. So, for instance, if you ask the buyer if they have a job and they say no, you would probably normally not show them a property. But what you don't know is there a pro there's a program called asset depletion. I had a loan closed that the gentleman was older. He had no Social Security. He had no income, but he had a lot of money in the bank. And there's a formula to do that. So that's asset depletion. So you don't want to lose a buyer. Or they say they're self-employed but don't show a lot of you know, money on the tax return, you know, no problem. We can do a bank statement loan. If they're a nail tech, a barber, and they're not self-employed and they're not really employed, you know, they have 1099s, we can do personal bank statements. So you want to be careful how deep you get into um, the buyer until they're ready, which Mike and I are going to talk at the end of the, the uh, program. So you, you don't want to just shoot somebody away because there's so many different ways that we can coordinate <clears throat> and get a process. So the bottom line is, is it doesn't matter how long you've been a realtor or even have a mortgage license, you don't want to dig in too hard because you just never know. For instance, I have a client right now. Her name is Claudette. And I'm um, sorry, actually it's Clarice. And um, from one of the gentlemen that I believe is on the call. So this, this woman, she has some credit issues. And one of, my, um, one of my very good qualities, which I probably should have put on my bio, but I didn't think about it, is credit. So let's say you have a buyer that says, well, I don't really have that good credit, but I want to you know, look into something. I mean, call me. I, they can give me a copy of their free credit report, and I can tell them how quickly or the time frame of when they can increase their credit score. So let's say instead of a 620, we would want them at 640 because for FHA, if it's below 640, there's certain other requirements that they may not qualify for. So I always try to strive to get the credit score as high as possible just for them. Um, for instance, um, a year ago I closed a loan. Um, it was a 618 credit score, and we told him to pay down his Wells Fargo just the $5 because you don't want to pay it off because that will hinder the credit score. And his credit score shot up to 660 just by doing that. Um, so you, you definitely want to have somebody who, like me, even if it's in another state, I can do it. You know, have them shoot me their credit report, and I can tell them what they need to do in order to get into a property. And, um, you know, that's pretty much about, about the credit. Sometimes it could be a few weeks. Um, sometimes it could be a couple months. It depends on um, how bad it is. So... You'd ever, you, know, you just don't want to lose a buyer because they could be future clients, whether it's in weeks, months, or, you know, even a year from there. And so it's 12-16, and I want to open it up to Q&A, and I know Mike is on a time crunch. Yeah, we're all good. We're all good. So, Kat, on that credit question, um, do they still have rapid rescoring? Yes. So, yeah, um, so tell us a little bit about that real quick for some people who don't know. Right. right. So, I actually, besides my thought process, um, if, I, if I get confused or if I'm not sure what, what the credit score will be, I have a program which is no cost to the, to the borrower, buyer. It's a cost to me that I can go into the three bureaus and do what if. And they'll tell me exactly what we need to do in order to get that credit score up, if it's going to make a big difference or a small difference. And then we could do a rapid rescore and within – you know, a week, days, we can go ahead and have a higher credit score, and that then you can start showing them properties and get a contract, and boom, let's close. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was, uh, I remember back in, in, when I was doing a lot of loans, uh, that really came in handy, guys. You know, oftentimes you see these credit reports, and not so much it's their current credit that's bad that's bringing their scores down. Sometimes it's historical stuff, right, Kat? And, um, yeah. or there's something that they've paid off physically they got proof of it and it just didn't show up on the credit reporting bureaus so what we could do is take that documentation <clears throat> verify it and show that these folks have paid it and then immediately go in and, and rescore them immediately and literally like Kat said within probably a week or less I mean oftentimes it happened I know back then it did um, you can get your people going so what people think that they can't do because of something historical we, like Kat said, just have to take a look at the at what they've got. You know, guys, keeping in mind what Kat was saying here uh, to to kind of thread on that is that this is a picture that we are taking, a snapshot of your clients. And there's very few loan officers, and I've had the experience of working with them and working across the table from them that really go on a deep level or deep dive with people, not just, you know, because they got good credit and then we're going to make a quick recommendation to go to conventional financing because they got 20% down. That could be true, and oftentimes it is. However, what else can be done with this situation? And what it happens here, guys, and, and what CAT does is it enables you as the professional. You're now guided as the authority in this area and the people perceive you thus building the trust and credibility because now you have a person on your team such as cat and i hope you have your loan officers if you don't work with cat she knows that's okay we know that you know the world's an opportunity out there but somebody like cat doing that gives you a very very important leveraged position in the marketplace people are not going to have this experience and they're not going to go through these uh through these processes of let's take a look at the overall scenario of this individual let's take a look at what they can do what their what their history is um and really consult with them rather than just throwing them into a program because it's fha sounds good it's low down payment and you don't have the best credit in the world that could be a great option without question but there are multiple options out there as cat said i mean even in the, in, even in our day we we had hundreds of loan programs out there there's not as many as there used to be and not as many creative ones as there used to be but they are dripping back into the marketplace and but at the while at the same time we have to know that we can count on somebody to do that uh, and help guide these folks down the proper path because there's also cat would you agree that it's not just about their credit their income their down payment it could mean what about their how long are you going to plan to stay in this home that might not make sense for them to get a 30 or a 15 year fix when they can go with an adjustable and those types of conversations is that is that kind of on the path cat would you agree with that yeah well yeah well here's the thing so fha now is for the past few years um, their mortgage insurance is mandatory lifetime. Um, if you have a low credit score on, on uh, for convention, if you have a low credit score and you go conventional, your MI, I price went out, could be 400. So what I have to do is, is I have to find out what is best for that buyer um, interest rate-wise and payment-wise and mortgage insurance-wise. Um, so it, it goes really – there's so much into this. It goes deep. There's a difference, and I don't know, Mike, if you even know this now, but between DU and LP, which is Desktop Underwriter and Loan process, Prospector, Loan Prospector doesn't have any guidelines for debt-to-income. You know, so there's, there's all these things that when I get a buyer, I have to really go through and figure out the best program for them because the programs are different. There's not as much, thank God, as I remember the cheat sheet that I made for TLG. Yeah. Um, but there is so for instance mike you had touched on earlier about um the the lady in Destin about the no income um, right so i'm going to briefly touch on that because i think it's very important for realtors to know this program this is a first of all no income programs are only on investment properties cannot do stated or no income on primaries at all anymore so this program if you have a 660 and above credit score you must currently own your primary residence and you have to have six months reserves. If the rent is $100 and the total housing expense is $100, then the property carries itself and there's no income, no employment, and no 4506. 
Wow. A, a great loan program for investors because what do investors do? They write off repairs. They write off everything and they show nothing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, absolutely. It's a great selling tool for realtors. A great selling tool for realtors. And that and that and they can open up the door to investors, right? And they can open up the door to the self-employed. Um, guys, there's so many, you know, as I was talking on my uh, huddle, if you guys listened to it this morning, um, I talked about the multiple areas of finding business opportunities for yourself and to create, you know, leverage positions going out there and not just doing one or two things, but what else can you do? And with this type of a program that CAT has, uh, those things are so so extremely powerful. I mean, and so I think what, what needs to happen, Kat, for all of us is we need to, you know, if you have a special mortgage broker you're working with, you know, that's great. If you don't or you you know, shopping around, you got to talk to Kat anyway, uh, just to get an idea. And minimally, she's going to bring you guys a lot of value in, in that. This is not a, a, a selfless pitch here for Kat. I, I just, you know, I'm very particular about people I refer, people that I bring on these calls because I got to bring value to everybody that comes on here because it's not just about me. It's not just about Kat. It's about everybody. And so, um, when you're talking to your, your loan officers, guys, what do they know? I mean, really, what do they know? Because you have to have that confidence. But I want you also to sit down with them and then have a conversation with them so they can show you. And Kat and I are going to take a couple of minutes here, and we're going to talk about this thought that I always have with my clients, and that is this transition discussion. You heard me talk about it with Gail uh, several months, uh, well, I would say several months, a few months ago, we did a group call, uh, Gail from Keller Williams up in uh, Destin, and she works with showing agents, and she does training for buyer's agents. She's really one of the best out there, and and we were going back and forth on a training she did a few weeks ago, and, and we talked about this transition conversation. And so, guys, here the thing about this is where I want to go, then I'm going to move on here is that when you're talking with your loan officers it's not who is a loan officer it's not that we got some great programs that we can get your people bought on anything that's great i'm i'm, I'm glad i hear that but now let's have a dig a deep dive conversation you the agent them the loan officer and then create a bridge between you and them so that way when you find your clients you, they can cross it seamlessly because there's so many breakdowns and it's unconscious and and God bless everybody who's trying to make this happen. Sometimes it just things slip through the cracks and what ends up happening is people hear from a loan officer, they'll talk to somebody and pretty soon they're online doing what? Googling, okay, best rates because Kat quoted them something, all of a sudden they're doing all this research and, and their reticular activating system kicks into place. This is the mindset that says, while I'm looking for a loan, I might as well look for other loans and let me see what's going on. If you want to circumvent that challenge, even if they did do it, they're still going to come back to you and say, hey, Kat, I saw this program online. Can you do that? They're not going to want to go anywhere else regardless because of that consultative understanding and that relationship, that bridge that you, the real estate agent, has bridged with them, the loan officer, again, so your client can take the path of least resistance and somebody having the having their back so they can have a great successful closing. Because all they want to do is just find a place, they want to move into it, they want to unpack their boxes, they want to take a ride around the, bi- the block with their children on their bicycles and take them to a nice school, and they just want to enjoy this process. This doesn't have to be nerve-wracking, and it can be. There's sometimes, you know, it's just uncontrollable. We're not selling widgets here. We're talking to human beings. But this is this is a very important distinction. Kat, I want you to just take a quick second. And guys, if anybody you know has a question, you know, just say, Mike, hang on a minute, shut up. I got a question before you go on here. Just open up your uh, you know your dialogue there, and I'll be more than happy to shut down here. But Kat, do me one favor. This portability discussion, okay? And she said port, the word port, and you know between. Kat and I, we know what port means, and it's lingo that we use, but portability of taxes from where they currently are, you know, in South Florida, what is it, a 2 or 3% increase every month? I mean, every year is taxes. They don't just double because the neighbors doubled. So take just real quick, take an expansion on what that portability means, especially for our people down here in, uh, in Florida, what that means. Okay. 
So I'm going to give you, go back to the story. Um, I had this, this client um, lived in their property for 20, 20 years. They needed an extra bedroom. And so the affordability was not there. And the realtor, who's a great realtor, she's very loyal to me, and I love her to death, but she did not even talk about portability um, in regards to upgrading. So what that does, now it, it's not, there's not a, um, a formula. So, and I, I learned a lot about it. So I, I, I called BCPA and I got educated before I educated my buyer. So I went ahead and spoke to BCPA. I happened to have friends that worked there, so I got a lot of inside information. That's the Broward County uh, Property Appraiser's <laughs> Office down here in South Florida, right? Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, because I want to do the calculations myself, but I was told there's no actual calculation. Um, you, you go on the Property Appraiser website, you read about it, and then you go ahead and call them, and they will do the calculations based upon questions they ask of that homeowner. So what happens is they can, the longer they're in the house, the greater the discount of the next tax bill will be. Sure, right now they have to by law qualify, at least in our area, and I think it's all Fannie and FHA, they have to qualify based on current property taxes. So if it's an investment property and a homeowner is buying it as a primary, they're still paying for that first year or until the end, the uh, uh, investment property high taxes. So when they port, not only will their homestead kick in, but their portability will, will kick in and their property taxes will be a lot less. And the, the one thing um, that I really want to point out that you as realtors can kind of make, it, make the buyers more into how much you're helping them and on your side and not wanting to leave you is, is wherever you are located, go on your county property appraiser site and see all of the tax exemptions. I had a woman mm, interesting. who was blind. There's a tax exemption for if you're blind. So there's tax exemptions for if you're VA. So you as a realtor can really step up your game and set yourself apart from everybody else by just – like I created a document and I print it out and I take it to when I meet my buyers because you never know. They can end up with no taxes. And that's a great selling point because if the taxes are lower, you can get them a, a, a higher price property. Mm, that's cool. That's cool. So, so just on a, not to digress here so much, but so give me a, just give me a snapshot example of, you know, I pay right now 5000 in taxes and I move to a bigger home in Boca Raton or a more expensive home. Um, and the taxes there are 10000 Can I take, uh, will I be uh, taking some of that taxes and just adding a little bit more to it? Uh, to Boca and not pay as much as the taxes that I would assume in Boca? Is that what's going to happen in its essence for clarity? Yes. Okay. Right. Yeah. All right. So I might pay the five, I might pay six, but I'm not going to pay ten if I, if I qualify right. accordingly, right, in its essence. Okay. So, so, and it's yeah. really important that all the realtors look at all the different tax exemptions that that particular buyer can have. You don't know if if mom's going to also be on the mortgage and mom's disabled. I mean, it, these are great questions to ask. Oh, wow. Okay. And digging into their life, it's questions like, hey, I might be able to save you money on taxes. Let's, let's do this right. Mm, interesting. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. I mean, guys, listen, this is, the, the, again, there's, there's a ton of information here, and I want you to take one nugget that I just got from what Kat said. And that is having a conversation. And I want to I want to kind of share this a little bit and say that it's it's important. Um, I just got a question: Is the tax? She's, she can't talk. She's in a meeting, so she just I am'd me. I'm just going to see if I grab this before. Is the tax percentage? Um, this is from Marlena. She's down in Ocean Reef. Uh, and but anyway, she works down there. But anyway, the question is, she works in Miami and Ocean Reef. But is the tax percentage, is it the tax percentage that's portable? The percentage of tax is it's that? Not a, it's not a percentage. If it was, then I'd be able to calculate it for my buyers. I was told by the property appraiser office that buyer who wants to port their taxes, they must contact the property appraiser. So in this case, Marlene, it would be Miami-Dade property appraiser, and they would have to contact them. They ask them specific questions, and they go ahead and do the calculations for them. Okay, great. 
Great. I hope that uh, that answers uh, that question for for Marlene. I know she's typing something here as I'm online here, and I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, guys, um, this is again. Yes, go ahead, Gail. Right. This is this is Gail. Hey, yeah. Gail. Um, okay. And I hi, and I did just check the tax estimator, and up here it's besides. Homestead, there's a widow of widowers, there's a non-service connected disability, there's a blind person, a veteran disability, and a senior right. exemption. Yes. So, yes, that's pretty cool. And then it has SOH portability amount, if any. What does SOH stand for? I can't tell you that. <laughs> okay, then I will call Save them. our house. <laughs> Save our house. Save our hide. Okay, no, there it is. Save our home. It might be save our home, correct? That could be. It could be save our home. I have a question uh, on the pre-approval versus pre-qualified. What does the buyer need to submit to the lender for pre-approval? Okay, so what what I do is is I have a what I call initial email that I I send them. They go to my website. I tell them, you know, don't go crazy. Try to fill everything out. Fill out the basics. Because, you know, it, it's, their, their nerves are already getting a little, you know, nervy about doing this. So I tell them to do the basics, and um, I tell them just send me, you know, two W-2s, two pay stubs, two bank statements. Um, and, you know, I, I always have a conversation with them first to um, find out where the money's coming from, what they do for a living, will I need business bank statements and all that. But I try to keep it little, as little as possible. So okay. on, on, on my website, it's, it's hosted by a company called Roostify. Why it's, it's named that, I don't know. But <laughs> there's two boxes. There's two boxes to check. And one box is, is if, they, if they work for a, a big corporation, they can check a box, and then the box all automatically validates their employment and income. So I don't need any income from them. They can also check okay. another box that we can validate from their bank account that they have sufficient income, um, uh, cash to close. Um, they don't have to. Um, I usually like to see the documents. Um, even though I get the documents, my processor does the work number. She emailed me the other day, which I think Mikey probably saw it on Facebook. She said, got work number. I validated all the, in validated all the income. Now I don't need any pay subs or W-2s. So in the interim, I keep it very simple. I make sure I can run DU. I do it within, once they get me the documentation, I could do it within a half hour to an hour, and I'm, that's a true pre-approval, pre is mm. when you go through all of those steps to validate everything. Wow. So that's efficiency. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're very welcome, Gail. Thanks for that question. And Marlena had one more question. I'm not sure how this might relate, if it's answerable, uh, but what if I'm buying a cheaper home? And sometimes, guys, you know, when people are buying cheaper homes or downsizing, uh, those taxes on that property are more than the house that they're living in. That, that's a great question, I think. Do you think that's possible, Cat, uh, in these scenarios with the portability? Yes, 100%. Okay, great. Yeah, so that's cool. Good to know that. Great question, Marlena. See, she's such a smart person asking these great questions. Gail, everybody who's asking these questions, thank you for that. Okay. Hey, All right, guys. So, Ed, go ahead. Anybody got a question, please? Who's on? Yeah, yeah Mike. I, yeah, Elias. I got a question. Hey, Elias. Great day. So, Thanks. So, so Kat, you're, you're speaking about asset depletion. Uh, I'm working with somebody from New York, and he was interested in purchasing a property down here. Uh, though he went to a, a lender up there to get to see if he was uh, pre pre approved for a loan, and um, because he doesn't show income, he's self employed, he's retired, and he he does some part time jobs, and he has Social Security coming in uh, every month. Um, he's not able to get a loan because his income, he's not showing a lot of income. So are you saying with the as the asset depletion loan, uh, that could be a possibility that he could be able to get a loan and make a purchase? Right. So for for those for asset asset depletion or um, those that have, you know, a lot of money in their retirement, 401Ks, you know, money that's tied up that they just don't want to use and they do want to get a mortgage because their CPA tells them to. Um so there is a formula that I do have a formula for, unlike the portability, but that I do have a formula for where I take their total assets and I do the formula, and, and based upon that, that would be used as their income. Mm. 
Now, I want to I want to touch on something real quick before because I know Mike has a one o'clock. Um, before I forget, um, realtors, I, and I don't know if you've come across this, but I I always come across it uh, in the mortgage department. Um, and I, I actually developed a uh, PowerPoint called Second Time Homebuyer. Um, there's so many people that bought before, haven't bought, and are wanting to buy now. And they are confused. They don't know what CFPB is. They don't know what TRID is. They, don't, they want a good faith estimate. They don't know what a loan estimate is, a closing cost worksheet, the closing disclosure, you know, all these things. So, um, you know, and, I, and I'd be more than happy to send it to Mike and he can send it to you. But if any of you are having, you know, people that, well, this is what it used to be. I don't have to bring these documents to closing because I didn't have to do this last time. Um, you know, you as, as a realtor should, should know and be educated that if you are working with a mortgage broker and we ask for something and they get agitated, um, you'll know that say, and you can say, you know, hey, this is how it works now. It's not how it was before. That is cool. Kat, that'll be great if you can, if you're open to popping it over to me, I'll get it out to people that were on the call today. That's fantastic. Nice. Nice. I love that. All right. So, guys, before we wrap up, I'm not going to leave without doing this because this is very, very important. And uh, Gail, in her question, uh, led me to to want to firm up what I wanted to make sure that I do. Before Kat, and I'm guessing that's what she's going to do, I'm hoping that's the case, and I'm sure it is, um, gets the people to go to a website. Obviously, you can throw them to a website or Kat's website to go do some of these things before meeting with a loan officer, but we don't want to do that, guys. Here's the deal. Like I was saying before, we've got to build this bridge. First, it's important that you interview and interact with your loan officers. This is not just a quick call because somebody said, hey, call this person. They are great. You need to get on the phone and interview them. I tell you about that with all of your vendors. You should be talking to everybody and interviewing them so you have an understanding of how they work. You've got to let them know how you work and what the expectations are so your transitions from the call that you're having with your clients, your prospects, your buyers, your sellers, to your loan officer in this case are seamless. You really want them to make them clean. You want to make them, okay, who do I need to talk to? So it's kind of like I go to my doctor and the nurse who takes my blood says, you're going to go now meet Donald, your doctor, and he's going to talk about everything else. So it's within the framework of that that I feel comfortable and confident, even though she's got as much capability sometimes as Don, that I feel really comfortable about making that transition. And so it's very, very important. So one of the things that I did, and I'm going to share this with you guys, and I'm going to use Kat as my example here as the loan officer. I'm talking to my buyer on the phone. And, guys, here's the deal I want to keep make clear here, and that is you cannot be timid, timid about talking to your clients about the money. Okay. Doesn't mean you have to get into detail. You don't have to, you know, tell me your credit score. You can. Sometimes people just want to offer that if you ask them about their credit because they may have checked already. That's fine. However, you don't need to go down that road. You can just use the I, the thought is, you know, on a scale of one to ten, what's your credit like? But here's the conversation I want to kind of, in, in cat, you know, interrupt me if you need to. And and that's, this is very simple, guys. It doesn't have to be that calm. I'm talking to a buyer. I'm having my chit-chat with them, and I'm going to ask them during that chit-chat on my initial call with them about their money. Are you planning to get financing for your new purchase, or are you going to be paying cash? No, I'm going to be getting financing. That's terrific. Have you been approved for a loan as of yet? Well, no, we're just kind of checking online, checking things out. Great. Well, here's how I like to work. I work with a great loan officer. Her name is Cap Martin, and she works with one of the best companies in the area. But more importantly, she's one of the best in the business. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm giving authority to Cat. I'm, I'm, I'm building her up because I just want to say she's my loan officer and does mortgage loans. That's not enough, guys. It's got to be something. I want to, I want to edify her, edify her, edify her, E-D-I-F-Y, edify her. So when the buyer is listening to me, they're now building confidence not just in me, but wrapped around the conversation with Kat, right? So I'm going to edify her a little bit. She's one of the best. She's been in the business for over 20 years. She's got multiple 
opportunities and programs, and she can potentially make this work for you. And I want to have her give you a call in the next several hours. What are some good times for her to give you a call? So I get that cleared up as far as a call. Now, Mr. Jones, before I speak with her and let her know that you're going to be calling her to call you, can you do me a favor? Can you give me an idea on a scale of 1 to 10, where are you in terms of your credit? I don't need to know your score. I don't need your social security number. I just get an idea where you are. How do you feel you are? Guys, whatever they say, don't worry about it. Just let them say it. Cat will handle the rest. That's just the clarity, clarity I want to give you guys. You don't have to worry about it. If they say, well, I got bad credit, they think they got bad credit, and Cat gets on the phone with them, and they got 800 credit scores because they just think they don't have good credit. So let's not worry about that. Then I'm going to say, do you have the ability to verify your income or are you self-employed? No, I'm self-employed or I've got provable income. Perfect. And then the next thing I would ask them is, do you have assets that you're going to be using as a down payment to put towards your new purchase? They don't need to know. I don't need to know how much they've got. Yes, I got some assets. I got, you know, they'll probably just let you know a little bit. And then that's all you really need to know. Here's the thing. If I don't have any money to put down, I've got awful credit and I've got um, uh, uh, no job, okay, does it mean that they cannot be approved? The answer is we don't know until they have a conversation. I want to get this clear with my client. And my goal here, guys, is not so much for those general purposes of their credit capacity and their ability to, to buy, but more on the lines of edifying my loan officer. She is one of my most valued assets in my business as an agent. And I need you guys to wrap your head around that. I need you guys to make sure that whoever you're going to work with, I hope it's Cat, and if it's not, that's okay. But whoever you're working with, at the end of the day, you need to have a conversation with. So now... The buyer is feeling comfortable and confident with somebody who's finally having a decent conversation with them, asking them some very important and powerful questions so they will know in their heart that this is the agent that I want to work with. They're going to guide me because that's all you guys really are. You're guides. You take people down a path, and you happen to stand in the middle between the dollars as they exchange and collect a few bucks, two, three, four, five, six percent of the sales prices, and then you make some money. Okay. Now, my client, my dialogue with my loan officer is that, Cat, this is how I'm going to work. I'm going to talk to buyers, and do me a favor. When I call you, I tell them that you're going to reach out to them within the next several hours because I don't know Cat's schedule. I can't say call them right away because they need to get approved. I can't do that to her because she might be doing something else equally as important. So I want to give my client the window, and then if Kat can call them, she'll either speak to them or she'll say, listen, I'm unavailable in, in, you know, right now, but I can at least book an appointment to have the conversation with you. And then it's in her court to make that arrangement with the client. You don't have to worry about that. The goal, the goal here, guys, is to let them know that we have a great person who's going to take care of them and give them the multiple financing options that are available today in the marketplace. So I think that's all I could say at this point about that. Um, if anybody has any questions, Kat, if you have any thoughts on that, uh, is that, is that okay when people call you and do that, Kat, what I just said there? Have, give Kat a call, okay? All right. So, guys, listen, I hope this made sense. Um, you know, listen, there's so many things that we can do on these calls, and we only have limited time uh, because it's the nature of what we're doing on these calls, but I hope you got some good nuggets. Kat, do me a favor. Um, yeah. Give everybody your phone number because I'm okay. the kind of guy who's let's make a call then get emails later, but I want you to do your phone number and your email as well. And the guys, I want you to give her a call and talk to her minimally meet her. I mean, you know, great connection. So so yeah, go ahead, Kat. You. Kat Martin. Go ahead. Okay, so my my name is Kat K A T Martin and uh, my cell phone, which is the only way to reach me, is nine five four 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 two one three two. Again, that's 954-444-2132. I am old school, like Mike knows. After 32 years, I answer the phone at night, and I answer the phone all weekend long. <laughs> so my email is kat.martin, M-A-R-T-I-N, at 
H for Hamilton, G for Group, F for Funding, Loans, L-O-A-N-S dot com. Okay, so that's Kat. What's Go your ahead. website? What's your What's your website? My website. What is my website? <laughs> I, I, you know, the, well, the thing is, is I have it on my initial. I'm like, I'm, I'm very organized, and I just like, you know, I have this, this, um, let's see, this initial email that's pre-done. Um, you sound like okay. a buyer, Gail. What's your website? Give me a good www first. <laughs> <laughs> Just call her up and get her website for crying out loud. You guys need to talk to each other anyway. No, don't give it. No, I don't want. I don't want you to give out your website. I'm going to force people to call you to get your your website. That's the deal. No more. It's bad enough I got to put a dot between her first and last name to put the, the email or cat dot martin. I mean, come on. Let's just have one name. No, I'm joking. So it's all good, guys. So cat, one more time. Nine five four 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 four. Two one thirty two. She's had that number for as long as I've known her, as I have the same. So it's very cool. You'll never, you'll never forget that. If you guys have any questions or thoughts back here, please send them over to me, and I'll pop them over to Cat. Or you can just simply call her and email her, and just listen. Go, go talk to her. She'll sit down with you in some deep levels. And if you have questions, you're challenged, you're new at this, you're, you're seasoned but not getting ahead, or you want to have some breakthrough with your conversations with your clients. I know for sure she will help you do that. And I want you guys to take the lead on this. It's your responsibility to pick up the phone and minimally have a conversation with her. If she's not available, make an appointment and just have it. You don't need to meet together face-to-face unless you want to, but at least get on the phone and talk to each other, whether you're here in South Florida or all over the state of Florida, um, whatever, wherever you're at in the country and in the world, please pick up the phone and give her a call. Cat. I thank you yes. so, so much. I mean, it's so great to talk to you all the time. And, I mean, I thought my energy was blustering, but you're crazier than me. That's for darn sure. Um, I've always yeah. been crazier than you, Mike. Yeah, well, yeah, I know. And I'm always competing with that one. So, so guys, listen, for Kat, myself, for all of you who are on the call today, for those of you who are listening to this in the future, this call is being recorded uh, for, for future uh, quality assurance programs in the nature of our world. But please listen to this recording again and again. And again, pick up the phone and call Kat Martin. Uh, she's, she's one of the best, and I say that very, very assuredly that you're going to be happy when you work with her, and if not, just do whatever you got to do to talk to your loan officers and know that you like your clients want to know that they are comfortable and confident that they can do business with you. I want you to feel exactly the same way with your loan officer, and I know for sure Cat will help that process out without question, but whoever it is, make that happen, and if they don't make you feel comfortable, if you don't feel the hair on the back of your neck rising for good reason, don't walk away, run away from them, and then go back to cat. <laughs> okay, so that's it, guys. No more pitches. We're done. I'm going to send over the second time home buyer seminar, what I call seminar right now to you, so you can send it out to everybody. Beautiful. I'll put that up on the website, guys, and email it out to you, okay? All right, guys, listen. Great day to everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Um, I'm looking to do something on the 20th here while I got you guys on the phone, but it's going to be a great meeting that we're going to do with one of my investor uh, coaches that I work with personally for, gosh, over 15 or 20 years myself here with Dave Dinkle, but uh, I'm going to learn a lot from him as well. Anyway, guys, Kat, thank you so much. You're blessed. You're the best. Everybody else, have a great day. Thanks so much. Bye, guys. Thank you, Kat. Goodbye.